The Orange FM. podcast all about Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with a man who is not Adam Farmer, but maybe a regenerated version of him, John Eckert. That's me. Uh, yeah, actually I am Adam, but um, I am a regeneration, and I'm a much better looking regeneration, uh, but don't tell him that I said that. It's... Did you uh, Did you get to use Time Lord magic to d- choose your form? I did, you know, it's... it's. This is what you went with. It was a... <laughs> Well, I didn't want to go too, you know, Brad Pitty, so I, I had to kind of find a nice balance. Um, you know, it was kind of a step up, but not too far. You got to take it little by little, little by little. Well, if it sounds like there's a lot of background noise in this episode of Bad Wolf Radio, it's because there is. We are actually at a convention recording live to tape, I guess you'd say. Live to tape, yeah. And uh, we are at RetroCon 2014, and we actually got our own table here for Bad Wolf Radio. Sort of, right? Kind of part of a table we're at the uh, one-fifth of a table the orange.co network uh, table here and uh, we're sharing a table with let's voltron which is the official voltron podcast and um, they kind of dominated the table i'd say yeah i would say so we're, we're kind of pushed off into the corner a little bit but it's fair you know they're they're the official voltron podcast and we're just a doctor who podcast you've had you still had a lot of people coming by and and really excited to see the doctors on the table and the tardis and so yeah yeah, we've had a couple people come by, say they've heard of us. I don't know if they're lying, just trying to be nice. But we have had a couple people say they've heard of the show. We're, we're handing out pins, um, bad wolf pins that people can uh, put on their on their person and walk around and uh, advertise the show for us. But a lot of uh, cool cosplay. Actually, we have a girl in a Dalek dress walking by right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've yeah. seen uh, a kid in like a, like a little Dalek costume that looks like it's made out of tinfoil and then of course there's the gigantic TARDIS yeah. in the corner right over right uh, in front of us there's a big life size TARDIS uh, with a guy that's cosplaying as the 10th Doctor and heard, another guy that's cosplaying as the 11th Doctor I heard there was actually a wedding in front of it today earlier yeah. I, I actually walked over there got a couple pictures of the bride and groom that's I'll be posting awesome. those on the Facebook page so yeah it's a um, pretty cool convention I wasn't sure what to expect kind of a smaller convention over here in a uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, but it's actually uh, pretty pretty cool. I think uh, this might be another one I come back to next year. Yeah, it seems like a good crowd. It's been pretty steady throughout the whole morning and afternoon. This is actually John Eckert's first geek convention. First, right? Yeah, first geek convention. Um, you know, I I feel like I've I'm somewhat geek. I feel like my geek cred is okay, uh, but I hadn't been to a convention yet, so I'm trying to boost it a little bit. So what do you think so far about like what you're seeing, costumes, toys? Oh, I'm actually loving it. I think it's so fun. Like the cosplay is fantastic. I mean, I've seen pictures and pe- you know, I've seen it around on the internet, but having never seen it in person, it's a different. It's just different. It's yeah. really fun. So it's a great time. And this is just 
this is just RetroCon. I mean, right. This is not just wait till you go to New York Comic Con oh, or sure. Dragon Con or something like that. So this is this is I would say kind of a starter con, and it's actually it's good though. I'd recommend this to people. Maybe if you've never been to a convention before and you're looking to kind of tip your toes into the water a little bit, this was a good. This would be a good one to start with. So, what's your favorite cosplay you've seen so far? Uh, Other than Doctor, well, I guess it could be Doctor. Actually, Hitler. just just a few minutes ago, we had a uh, an older woman stop by who was dressed yep. as the fourth Doctor. Great costume. She she had a great look for it. Um, kind of the the gender swapped doctor but she she had a you know great costume with a scarf and everything with the hat so that that's been my favorite so far i think my favorite um it's a toss-up but i think it was that big robot dinosaur yeah which i don't which know if i have that's no idea so- what that's from yeah if it's from something i don't know but it was awesome it was really very well done we saw a good uh, Spartan oh, from yeah. uh, Halo with the lights, with lights and everything, the, full body armor and everything. So that was cool. It looked like maybe a girl in the costume, and she looked a little short to be a Spartan. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's all right. Takes all types. Yeah. But yeah, so so far it's good. I think what we're gonna try to do today is catch a couple interviews with just random fans walking around. Uh, maybe get some opinions on you know how the current series is going with uh, Capaldi and. Their ideas on that. Maybe ask some people what their who their favorite doctor is, who their favorite companion is. Just get some uh, you know person on the street kind of perspective uh, today for the podcast. But um, anything else you want to add, John? No, I think I think really before I leave, what I want to do is get inside of that TARDIS. So if yeah. it's the last thing I do, I want to get inside to see if it really is bigger on the inside. Yeah, we'll have to get but over we'll there see. and see. But um, and it, for all of you ladies out there that are panicking because Adam Farmer's not on the show <laughs> today. But his wife's listening like, what? <laughs> well, he's we're not, kidding. He's not gone forever. This is just uh, this is a convention that's pretty far away from where he lives, so he wasn't able to join us. But uh, John is filling in for him. Uh, but, but Adam will be back. So It's big shoes to fill. No worries. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, try to catch some interviews, and we will be back. Fantastic. All right. So we're here at RetroCon, and I have found a Doctor Who fan who came to our table her name is Victoria. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm doing good. Great. So I kind of want to just get like a fan's reaction. Um, you're female, obviously, and I kind of wanted to get your reaction to the new Doctor. I know like a lot of people were kind of worried about maybe some of the female fans turning on the show because they're getting rid of the cute Doctors. And like now they're Matt kind Smith. Of, like Matt Smith or David, David Tennant, Tennant, you know. And now we have this kind of older guy who doesn't kind of fit that mold. So what was your reaction when he first um, came? Honestly, I was a little worried because he was in Fires of Pompeii, if you remember that. Yeah. And I didn't really like him in that. And I wasn't sure with going with an older doctor if he could do all the physical stuff. But I really like what they did with his character, made him more alien than human. And he's like really snarky. Yeah. And I actually really like him now. Yeah. That's so like, I, I was, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about him so far is he's so different than Smith. But he's, he's mean, but it's like funny mean. Right. And it's like, you don't care that he's being mean because it's so hilarious. Well, just like the last episode where he's like, oh, calories aren't consumed on the TARDIS. And she's like, really? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's a time travel machine. It's not a miracle worker. <laughs> so going back, like, when did you start watching Doctor Who? Um, you... I actually just got into it a couple of years ago. Okay. Probably around 06, 05, 06. Okay. My friend's like, you need to check this show out. You're going to love it. And it's first episode I watched I was like I love the show yes 
So it took me about six episodes to get into it with Eccleston. Did you start with Eccleston? Or did oh, yeah. You? I, okay. I, went, I wanted to go back and just start the whole thing. If I'm going nice. to do it, I wanted to do it right. So have you dabbled in the classic stuff at all yet? Um, no, I'm still trying to find where I can download that to see it. I okay. did see the BBC America movie about the making of Doctor Who when they first did it. Right. And that was really interesting to see that. So if you have Hulu Plus or if you have access to get Hulu Plus. I have Netflix. Is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix, although I th they do have some classic episodes on Netflix, but not as many. But Hulu Plus has a lot. And that's, yeah, that's the, where I've only been. seen um, one episode, and I can't remember which episode it was. Okay. I think it was from like 82. Okay. When they were doing that 50th anniversary and they were playing like older episodes on BBC America. Right. So technically that was the, that was one of the, that was the first old episode I saw. Okay, so judging by what we've talked about earlier, I think I know the answer to this question. But who is your favorite doctor? It's, I, I'm it's looking a, at your T-shirt, and there's a picture of a guy on it. I'm thinking I might know the answer. Okay. Matt Smith, but David Tennant is just a hair behind him. And the only reason Matt Smith is my favorite is because he's hot. Even though uh, David Tennant's hot, too. But, I don't know, bow ties are cool. Bow ties are cool. <laughs> Um, and so are fezzes. So where does Capaldi... Do you see a potential of Capaldi passing either of them? As in my favorite? As your favorite. Um, probably not Matt Smith or okay. David Tennant. But he's doing a damn good job. But he's doing... He's, he's far supe, uh, superseded my expectations of him. Because like I said, the only time I got seen was in Fires of Pompeii. And yeah. that sucked. Yeah. Well, he sucked in that. I didn't like him in that. Right. And if, interesting thing, Amy Pond was also in that. Yes. Do you think they will tie in... The fact that he was had the same face, do you think that will tie in to why the doctor looks the way he looks now? Do you think there will be That's some That's an connection? interesting point. I never thought of that. They might. Yeah. I think they will. It's kind of a theory that's been going on on our podcast, there, so I like there, to bring it up a lot. There is one thing that disappointed me. He still has Matt Smith's screwdriver. Yeah. He should have a new one. Another thing I didn't like about the whole Matt Smith regeneration, if you look at when David Tennant regenerated and all that, it took a while and you got to see like the yellow sand come out. When yeah. Matt Smith regenerated, he lifted his head back and bam, it was Peter Capaldi. <laughs> and I was like, that's it? We got that? For yeah. It? I had some issues with the way he regenerated too, the whole old man and all that stuff. Wasn't a huge fan. But I have one more question for you and then I'll let you go. Favorite companion since you started watching? Who's your favorite companion? You can include fringe characters like River Song, Rory, even uh, anybody that he's had on the TARDIS. Who is your favorite? I liked Amy Pond, but I like River Song because she was a badass. Okay. And she was made and she was made to be an assassin to kill him and turn. Okay. And she was also pretty much part-time lord. Yeah. But um, I'm going to have my all-time favorite is going to have to be Donna Noble. Really? Donna Noble. Okay. Just the, just the interaction between her and David Tennant was just pure genius between the two. Yeah, she grew on me. When she first showed up, she, a little iffy, uh, but she right. grew on oh me. Oh, my God, she's hilarious. She's hands down my favorite. All right. Well, it was nice meeting you, Victoria. Thanks for stopping All by. All right, thank you. All right. And thanks for having me on your podcast. I appreciate <laughs> no it. No problem. See ya. Fantastic. All right, we're here at RetroCon 2014, and I have with me artist Scott Derby. Hey, guys. And we are going to talk a little bit of Doctor Who. He is, uh, I guess you kind of consider yourself a little bit of a new Who fan. I'm a newbie, Nahubi. A newbie? A, a Nahubi? Is that what we just coined a term I think, there? I think new to Who is like the standard kind of coined term for that. You're, a, you're a new, new to Who. A Nuvian. A Nuvian. I, I like Nuvian. that better. Okay, I like yeah. that better. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to write that down. 
But um, so you actually you're wearing a Doctor Who shirt right now. I am one of uh, one of my own designs that I uh, I did about two years ago. Uh, it was on T Fury, and it was uh, pretty popular. Um, and uh, I just uh, it sells well, so I keep printing them, and people seem to like it, and it keeps on selling. So. So uh, I'm gonna describe the shirt a little bit since we're audio. Um, it says Lords of Time on the top and like a banner, and then on the bottom another banner that says Gallifrey. In the middle we have the TARDIS, and then crossed. Um, sonic screwdrivers. Is that two, ten, 10 and 11? 10 and 11 Sonics. And then you have an infinity symbol and a 63 to represent the beginning of the show? Yep. All right. So awesome shirt, black and white. I love it. I'm going to actually get one myself, I think. And uh, where can people find this shirt if they want to buy it? They can find it on my Etsy page. Uh, if you go to Etsy.com and look up uh, Scott Derby Illustration. Uh, if you just look up Lords of Time and or Scott Derby, you should be uh, you should easily find it. Um, it's really fun to go to a show and just see a complete stranger wearing the shirt. Yeah, I bet. Um, and just and say, hey, nice shirt, and then tell the person that you're the one who designed it. And they're like, oh, my God. You know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> fun. But, uh, yeah, the Whovians really kind of picked up on it. And um, you and I were just discussing before we pressed record that... I really wasn't all that familiar with the Doctor before I designed the shirt. I was familiar enough to know what a TARDIS was and what a sonic screwdriver is and, uh, and knowing that there are numerous Doctors. But uh, once I designed the shirt, I really kind of just jumped in and, and started off with the Eccleston run. And God bless Netflix for yeah. that. So, um, but yeah, I'm really uh, I'm a big fan now. I'm nice. definitely converted. So do you have any other Doctor Who designs that you've done beyond that one? Or? This is it for right now. Okay. I'm trying to come up with other ideas, but it seems like Doctor Who designs for T-shirts, everyone's doing it. Yeah. Um, everyone's just slapping a TARDIS on something and, and turning it into a T-shirt. You know, trying to like, cash in on the craze right now. Pretty much, pretty much. I figure if I come up with an idea that hasn't been done yet, then I'll do another shirt. But I'm not going to beat a dead TARDIS, I guess. <laughs> so when... When did you get started with Doctor Who? Um, was it you said it was with Eccleston? It was yeah. I uh, I got onto Netflix and just started watching with um, with the Eccleston run, okay. basically with the revamp at that point. So was it like a quick like you watched the first episode and you were hooked, or was it kind of a slow burn for you to get kind of into it? I know there's different types of fans that react differently to their first kind of cheesy episode with. You know, the mannequins and the, the melting and all that stuff? I saw Rose Tyler and I was hooked. Okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I had seen a couple of episodes randomly um, out of context and out of order before I went to Netflix. And um, some of them I enjoyed for what they were without knowing too much about the characters. But when I went back right at the beginning, got the idea of what the Time Lords were and then with the companions and everything else. But yeah, fell in love with the character of Rose Tyler right away. Um, the Doctor, um, the time travel, the side characters like Mickey and, and yeah. everybody else. And then as it just keeps on going and the Doctor changes into Tenant, and then really just... My heartstrings were grabbed with Tenant, and I like Tenant more than I like Eccleston. And then Matt Smith, and I like Matt Smith more than Eccleston. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with every companion, every new character, I really just kind of got deeper and deeper. Um, so, you know, still kind of finding my way now with, with Capaldi, but... Yeah, so let's talk about Capaldi a little bit. How do you feel about the change of pace? You know, we went from Matt Smith, who was kind of more lighthearted, goofy, almost a clown a lot of times, um, to this super kind of mean doctor, very abrupt, and completely different personality than Smith. How did you? How are you handling that change? Well, I guess I'm only three episodes in now. Okay. Um, it's a little off-putting for me. 
I think part of it may be because I, I binge watched all the other doctors that one right into the other, I got a quick feel for who the doctor was. You know, in two, three days, I could have eight episodes watched. Now it's one a week, and I'm still trying to figure out that character. Um, I enjoyed Tennant and his warped side, but then he could go dark. And Matt Smith, he was a little more goofy with smaller uh, periods of going dark. Capaldi's going dark with a couple of uh, subtle biting one-liners here and there, and that's about it. You yeah. Know? So it is a change of pace, and I am getting used to it. Um, I think I'm more of a sense of humor guy and endearing guy when it comes to stuff like the Doctor and science fiction and stuff. Um, so when it is goofy, I can that appeals to me more personally, and I think maybe that's why Tennant and Matt Smith are my favorite Doctors so far. I'm getting there. I think I think at the end of the season, um, I'll have a better better idea of where I stand with Capaldi. But I'm enjoying it. So who is your favorite Doctor so far of the four? I, I would have to say probably Matt Matt Smith. Um, and I don't know if that's just because the last one I watched or if I just really, he was just so endearing to me and I really did. I, I, I think it was even parts of, of funny and serious and, and you know, um, doom and ominous and all that sort of stuff. So, But yeah, I think I'd have to say Matt. Um, I'm not sure who my favorite companion is yet. Um, uh, Rose Tyler definitely, you know, pulled my heartstrings. Uh, then uh, the Ponds, Amy and Rory. Um, I've got friends of mine who can't stand Clara, but I I love Clara. Uh, Don I thought would be my least favorite, and she's probably up there at the top. Um, definitely, her personality is one of the strongest companion-wise. So. Um, I haven't heard you mention Martha. Is she your least favorite? I, I'd have to say she might be my least favorite, but it doesn't mean I don't like her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love all the companions so much, I really thought I would end up liking her more, especially more than Donna. Um, but, yeah, she's probably at the bottom of the list, but by no means do I not like her. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I've never, I've, I've always been more of a superhero guy, not so much a big sci-fi guy. So when I was finally introduced to the Doctor. I think the fact that it's a smart, written, and very endearing show is what really appeals, appeals to me. Very intelligent, written sci-fi that isn't, um, doesn't put off people because it's too intelligent or it's too, too sciencey-based and too much for people to wrap their heads around. Um, but I think it's it's smart and it's fun and, you know, it's. I feel like I'm a kid with a brand new toy right now and I'm yeah. really enjoying it. So, do you have anything that you're working on currently that you want to tell our listeners about? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple shows coming up. I'll be doing. Uh, I do a lot of stuff for Gallery 1988 in Los Angeles. So, uh, once again this year, I'll be part of the Crazy for Cold show. Uh, this year, it's going to be back in LA. Past two years was in New York, so it'll be back in LA, and that's going to be in December. Um, also in December, I will be doing a, another show for Gallery 1988 called 33 and a Third. It's all artwork, uh, uh, artists reinventing their favorite album covers by their favorite musicians. So uh, I'm a huge punk rock fan, and every time I get the opportunity, I will draw the Ramones. So I'm sure at least one piece I'll be doing for that show is Ramones-based. Um, and I've got some other things coming up soon, um, nothing I can really talk about yet, but hopefully I'll, I'll have a bigger presence in the very near future in the uh, poster-collecting realm. All right, well, thanks so much for uh, talking to us Thanks today. for having me. I appreciate it. Fantastic. So I found this guy wandering around RetroCon. 
and he just happens to be my brother, Joel Goins. How are you doing today, Joel? Good. How are, how are you? Doing great. Um, so, you're kind of a, a bit of a con veteran. You've been to plenty of Comic-Cons, right? New York Comic-Con, Philly Comic-Con. Yeah. How does RetroCon compare to the those bigger conventions? Um, definitely has a more uh, hometown feel to it. Um, yeah, it doesn't have the, the big production, all the big uh, exhibitors. Uh, so it's definitely more local. A lot of a lot of toys. Uh, not as much art. Uh, there's not many artists here. You know, most cons have like an artist alley or something like that. Um, yeah, and there's really actually not that many comic book uh, exhibitors here either. Uh, it's really, yeah, it's mostly a toys. toys. A lot yeah. of old toys. I guess that makes sense. Retrocon, retro toys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to actually have you on. I mean, this is, I do two podcasts. I have a Star Wars Books podcast, which you happen to actually be wearing the shirt for my Star Wars Books podcast, so thank you for that. That's awesome. Star Wars Bookworms. Um, and then I have the Doctor Who podcast. And I think I'm, between the two, I'm well over 50 episodes, and I don't think you've ever been on one of my shows. I don't know if that's because of me, if that's because of you. I was just waiting until, you know, you were more legit, so uh, right, you know, yeah. I didn't want to talk to no audience. You that's know, I was fair. just kind of waiting. That's fair. <laughs> so, you're finally on my show. Pretty cool. Um, happy to have you. Pretty sure but, you're going to um, have a pretty big bump in your, uh, your yeah, fans yeah, after this Once, uh, once word gets out that Joel Goins has, is on uh, Bad Wolf Radio, I'm sure we'll have twice the listeners. Yeah, but, anything um, I can do. What, what have you seen so far at RetroCon, Doctor Who related, that's pretty cool? Um... I saw a couple doctors here and there just uh, doing some cosplay. Uh, they've got the, the one guy with the, the one guy with the TARDIS that's uh, you know at all the cons that I've been to, or at least he's at Philly every year. Yeah, um, I need to get his name. I I want to interview him. Yeah, he does. He very uh, authentic David Tennant uh, doctor. So he's, he's pretty cool. Um, and the TARDIS is actually really really well done. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of other. You see um, any costumes? Other than him, other than him and the, I guess the 11th Doctor's over there, maybe the third Doctor, and I think Carmen Sandiego is hanging out with them, which is kind of weird. Yeah, uh, a couple minutes ago they were doing a little bit of a, a dance circle over there, so I had <laughs> the, the Matt Smith and David Tennant were kind of doing a dance oh, there's off. There's a David Tennant right there. Which was uh, very uh, entertaining. But uh, I saw a couple kids in some Doctor uh, costumes, Okay. which was kind of cool. Um, but I haven't seen an overwhelming you know, Doctor Who fandom here at this con yeah we're like the the one-stop shop here i think there's like one vendor that's got kind of a, a little bit of doctor who stuff and then you have our table here with the podcast and then you have the tardis in the corner but beyond that not too much uh doctor who stuff going on mostly like gi joe transformers voltron you know kind of classic stuff not that doctor who's not classic but um Let's talk a little bit about the show, though, because you're you're current. Are you have, are you caught up on the the series so far? Uh, I have not watched the latest. You know what? I take it back. I am current. Yes, you're current. I okay. am current. New episode coming on tonight. I don't know if you're going to catch it or not. But what do you think so far about Peter Capaldi as the Doctor? Ah, uh, to be honest, uh, when they first announced him, I wasn't a fan of having an older Doctor, just because I'm more of a new generation Who fan. So, um, yeah, I like the, the younger, the tenant, the uh, Matt Smith. So I didn't know how I would feel about having an older uh, doctor. But um, we're, so, we're also ageist. 
Like, I feel like that everyone I've talked to has said the same thing, and I, I've said it a million times. It's like we're afraid of old people. I think uh, just in general, there's a natural fear of old people. <laughs> um, you never know what robots, they're going to do. Uh, robots, clowns, old people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're all afraid of those three things. Yeah. Um, so that, that hesitation aside, I really uh, am surprised that I, I like him as much as I do. Um, he's well, really come off as a really... Uh, different kind of take on the doctor but uh it's enjoyable to watch yeah we were talking about in a previous episode kind of how peter capaldi plays the doctor almost like a young man like matt smith plays the doctor like a young guy playing an old man and then capaldi plays an old guy playing a young man and that's kind of how i described it do you kind of agree with that take on it yeah i mean to be honest i haven't actually thought of it in that context uh but it makes sense now that you've said it um yeah, I see him as like a kind of like a sarcastic, almost like snarky sometimes. Know it all. You know, yeah. Um, Arrogant, egotistical, everything you want to see in a doctor, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got all those characteristics. I, I kind of like the change in dynamic yeah. between him and Clara. Um, it just uh, seems like he makes fun of her more. Um, there's not like that weird sexual tension that there's been with some of the other companions, I think. Right, it's almost like a an uncle-niece yeah. relationship, kind of weird uncle or whatever, as opposed to being any kind of chance for there being a relationship. Although with Danny Pink in the picture now, at least some of the previews that we saw for the uh, Caretaker episode that's coming up tonight, it almost looks like the Doctor might be starting to get jealous, but I don't think it's a jealousy, um, you know, romantic type of jealousy, but more like just a jealousy that... You know, he wants more of her time, and she's starting to spend more time with Danny. Yeah, it's kind of like when you when you have a best friend, right? And you hang out all the time, and then he gets a girlfriend, and you're kind of like, you know, you feel a little neglected because you want to hang out with them more often. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I see it as more of that kind of relationship, other than you know, jealous for uh, your romantic reasons. So you're my brother. I see you a lot. I talk to you a lot. But I don't know if I've ever actually had this discussion with you. Uh oh. Who is your favorite doctor? My favorite doctor. Um, like I said, I'm kind of a, a new to the whole uh, Doctor Who scene. Uh, so you have four kind of doctors to pick from, basically. You have yeah. Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. Where? How do you rank? Actually, I'm going to make you rank them, all four of them. Okay. One um, to four. Who do you like? I would say, really, the jury's still out on Capaldi. I mean, uh, you've seen him for a few episodes. I like what I see so far. Um... So, as far as ranking them, it's tough between Tenet, because I, I kind of got into it uh, a little bit late, so uh, Tenet was kind of the first episodes that I started to watch, and then uh, I went yes. back and watched some of the Eccleston stuff. Um, Eccleston was good, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of him. Um, so, Tenet was kind of my first Doctor. I really enjoyed the, getting to know the Doctor through his character. Um, and then I thought Matt Smith did a really good job uh, coming on as a you know a new guy to replace Tennant because Tennant was so beloved. I think he did a good job of bringing in that you know younger audience. Uh, I think maybe females started to uh, really like the Doctor more because he was such a heartthrob kind of guy, good-looking guy. Um, so I, I would probably have to say Tennant one, Matt Smith two. Um, and to be honest, I think Capaldi might be a, a, a three at this point. Uh, and then Eccleston, you know, yeah, Eccleston the at the end. Okay, that makes sense. And then I won't make you rank all the companions because there's too many of them. But who's who's kind of a standout companion for you? Um, 
since you've been watching the show in the modern series? Well, um, you are my brother. You know me pretty well. So you know that I have a bit of a uh, uh, you know, favoritism towards redheads. Oh, yeah. You are into redheads. So um, I'm trying to think here. So were you going to say Amy Pond? I would say Amy Pond's probably my favorite. Because Donna, um, I guess Donna Noble's kind of a redhead too. So yeah, but she was kind of like real bossy and you know, kind of that uh, you know your weird you know aunt kind of like mean bossy kind of older lady that I, I didn't really relate to very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Amy Pond would probably be my favorite. Um, and then Clara's still growing on me. I'm not I'm not sold on her yet. All right. Well. It was awesome having you on the show finally. Thanks for stopping by and uh, giving us a few minutes. My pleasure. And you are always welcome to come back. All right. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. All right. See you. Fantastic. All right. So I'm here with the seventh doctor. Not actually the seventh doctor. Not Sylvester McCoy, but a cosplayer who's doing an amazing cosplay of the seventh doctor. Uh, this is Brian. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. So this is my first time at RetroCon. Um, how, have you been here before? This is my second year. Okay. Uh, last year I did a uh, uh, cosplay. I was uh, uh, John Crichton from Farscape. Oh, okay, great. So, so do you typically uh, cosplay as the Doctor, the Seventh Doctor? Is this a new costume for you? Have you been doing it for a while? I've been doing this for uh, just about a year. Okay. Uh, I started at KatsuCon in, uh, down in uh, the National Harbor. Oh, okay. Uh, last Down year. DC area. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first year. It, this costume uh, took a little bit of process to get. To get um, luckily, the BBC re- did a, a, a release for the 50th anniversary of the sweater, okay. which saved me some time and, and, and energy trying to get it uh, custom knitted for, for myself. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the sweater because it's pretty spot on. So that's from BBC. It's actually yes. an official product. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. they, they did a release for uh, the 50th anniversary. They had such good response on the uh, Tom Baker scarf that they, uh, they released for the 50th they decided right. to do the same thing with the sweater. So what was it about the seventh doctor that made you want to cosplay as him as opposed to maybe a different doctor? You don't see the seventh too often. No, you don't. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I decided to do the seventh. The other was, well, I, I had thought about cosplaying a doctor, and, and I'm quite short. I'm only like 5'4". So I just didn't quite have the build to... to, to um, uh, pull off a doctor, or so I thought. Right. Um, and then I met uh, Sylvester McCoy at DragonCon. Okay. Um, and as I'm standing there, looking eye to eye, having a conversation with him, I'm realizing that you know we're the same exact build, same exact height, and it just made sense to to, to cosplay, you know, the Seventh Doctor. Nice. So you have a little bit of a different hairstyle as as he did. Have you ever thought about doing any kind of a wig or growing your hair out a little bit? Wigs are so yeah. difficult. They just get hot and itchy, and it's just a mess. Um, yeah. And, of course, I'm losing the hair on the top, so uh, it's hard to grow it out and make it look nice. Uh, so I just kind of just, Yeah, it looks know. great. I mean, your costume is spot on. I saw you walking uh, down the aisle, and I was like, oh, i got to get this guy's attention. i got to at least get a picture of him, but I'm glad I, I was able to grab you for uh, an interview. 
I feel bad. I forgot my scarf today. The, the scarf, they also did a limited edition release of the scarf. So the scarf is spot on as well. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, and then I actually, this jacket, I just kind of pieced together. But uh, that I'm ha- uh, currently having a, uh, a, a custom uh, replica of the Seven Factor jacket built for me. Wow. So, so you really, you're all in on this one. Yeah, it's been, you know, I didn't know how people would respond to it. And I spent years cosplaying and, you know, everything I would cosplay as people wouldn't get. Um, you know, my John Crichton, no one really, they're like, I guess Farscape has been so far out of the mind of people. And yeah. Just, you know, other things. Uh, it's just I didn't quite fit into that role. And, and now it's pretty much all that I do is the Seventh Doctor because uh, I found such a, a good response and, and people absolutely love it. Yeah. So for the time being, it's, it's the one that, that I'm going to be doing. Uh, for for quite a, quite a while. That's great. So the show. Um, let's talk a little bit about your fandom of Doctor Who. Um, do you, because you do cosplay as a seventh, have you watched all of his stuff? Are you a fan of the classic Doctor stuff? I, I am. I am. Uh, and actually, the seventh Doctor was my first Doctor. Okay. Um, my father and I used to sit on the weekends uh, and watch uh, Doctor Who and Star Trek. Yeah. together and uh it just so happens that the seventh doctor was my first doctor uh which is it's quite nice for me as as, as you sit and you try and remember everything and you're like wait a minute this just all makes sense it just kind of all falls in you know and i haven't seen as much of uh the mccoy doctor as i would have li- as i would like to it's hard to get a hold of some of the stuff you yeah. know and, and uh you know besides buying buying stuff or or catching it on amazon when they have it you know for prime membership that sort of thing uh, you know it's few and far in between yeah but uh, i catch as much as i can can when i can i have found that hulu plus has the most classic doctor episodes out there so if you if you haven't run across that yet, i'd recommend checking that out we were going back and reviewing the uh, the classic Doctor stuff, starting with everything that was on Hulu Plus. So we went through a lot of Hartnell stuff. We're not through all that yet, but I did I did take some time to watch uh, at least one storyline of the Seventh Doctor McCoy stuff, and it, it was pretty interesting. I like um, I like his stuff. It's it's different than than a lot of the other stuff. There's more of a mystery aspect to the Seventh Doctor episodes, which which I kind of uh, I kind of really like. Yeah. So the one I watched was like about zombie vampires, so it was like real creepy and like these creatures that came out of the water and stuff. And I forget the name of the storyline, but I definitely am more interested in, or interested in checking out some more Seventh Doctor stuff. So what do you think about the kind of the modern series as compared to some of that older stuff? Your first Doctor was the seventh. How did you feel about? I guess he was kind of the last of the classic doctors how'd you feel about the transition to this more modern um series i i I really liked it uh i um i got back into uh doctor who in the the david tennant era and it was uh love and monsters yes um and every time i would turn it on that episode would be on so that was like the first new episode and then i so then i started trying to catch more episodes and and stuff like that uh and, and and you know David Tennant was 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 fabulous. He's by far my favorite doctor. Uh, Christopher Alkerson was was amazing. Um, you know, Matt Smith is Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, the Peter Capaldi, I I like Peter as the doctor. Um, the storylines, we'll see where it goes with with uh, with Moffat because, but um, you know, this a lot of I hear a lot of people talk, talking about walking on all over canon. Yeah. 
I, I don't mind it. I think canon is something that should be stomped a little bit as long as it makes sense, as long as the storyline is able to be able to make it sense, make sense and tie it in to original canon. It's, I feel it's, it's fine to change it up a little bit because that's what story, storytelling is. And you get, especially on a, on, a, on a series like Doctor Who, who spans so many years, so many different writers, um, you're gonna have you're gonna have that, and you have to try and tell a compelling story. And the only way to do that and keep try to keep it modern and relevant is to, to, to stretch the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, and if any show could do it and get away with it, it's Doctor Who because it's it's a time travel show and everything's timey wimey. So if anyone can get away with kind of messing up canon, it could be a show like that. Um, well, it was awesome meeting you, Brian, and I love the I love the costume. I hope you keep doing it, and I, I hit Dragon Con and stuff like that as well. So hopefully we'll we'll meet again. Okay, great. All right. Thanks so much. Yep. Fantastic. All right, we're gonna wrap up the coverage of RetroCon 2014. It is now day two of RetroCon, and it's kind of wrapping up. About half an hour left of the Con Four being open, so we're gonna wrap up our coverage for Bad Wolf Radio. I'm actually here with my last guest. Mark Morell, who shared a booth with me for the past two days. He is the host of Let's Voltron. If you're a fan of Voltron and you are looking for a good Voltron podcast, I would recommend checking him out. Um, I don't think you're much of a Doctor Who fan. Am I wrong on that? Well, here's the thing. I'm not a Doctor Who fan now, but back when I was watching Doctor Who, I was watching the Tom Baker Doctor Who, and I watched it on PBS and this was before BBC was even a channel on cable. So I, I enjoyed watching Doctor Who back when I was younger, and I watched Tom Baker. Okay. So any reason why you didn't pick it up when it came back in uh, 2005? I just, I just never picked it up. I was a Star Wars fan, obviously. I'm a Voltron fan. And I just never had the time to, to pick up everything Doctor Who as it was coming back. Fair enough. Well, I would recommend trying it if you get a chance, but... Um, I just wanted to have you on. I've been sharing a booth with you for the past two days, so I figured it would be only uh, appropriate to have you jump over here and help me record the outro since uh, I don't have Adam with me and uh, my other co-host has left as well. So I you were like, you know, just kind of who was left. Uh, hey, Mark, come on over. Well, i got to tell you that uh, the fans here at RetroCon have been great, and there's a lot of Doctor Who fans out there, and there's still a lot of Ultron fans as well. And I think we have the perfect, you know, combination here. Okay. For the podcast network. I'm listening. And having Doctor Who and Voltron together at the same booth because these are the things that people love. Yeah. And it's a, you, it's funny because we get some, a lot of couples will come up and like the one likes Doctor Who, the other likes Voltron, but not necessarily both. Right. So it's, it, it is an interesting marriage of uh, fandoms here, but. It is. And, and, you know, Doctor Who over the years has definitely gained a lot of female fans as well and I can say the same about Voltron. Female fans are, are coming out in droves to these things and especially RetroCon. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good con. We've got a lot of interaction with people. I think we've probably found some new listeners hopefully for both of our podcasts. I think so. so. Um, it's been a, a success but we are going to wrap it up. So thank you, Mark, for jumping over here and helping me wrap this up. Thank you, Aaron. And I'm going to do our typical outro here. So as usual, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, search for Bad Wolf Radio. And we have an R2-D2 a cooler rolling by right now. That's the loud noise. Only at a comic book convention. 
But yes, you can find us on Facebook. Look for us, Bad Wolf Radio. We're the one with the black and white logo. You can also find us on Twitter at Bad Wolf Podcast. Follow us. We would love that. Um, interact with us over there. And you can send us an email, badwolfpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. I wish Adam was here, but he's not. Had a lot of fun with Mark. And later days.